Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, March 19th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Sunday NHL slate. Uh, and as usual, late season, more Sunday games than normal. How about a seven spot on the board today? Yeah. Seven games on this Sunday. Uh, looking forward to breaking them down uh, in just a second. But before we do that, we do have to look back and turn the page back on the uh, massive Saturday slate that we saw yesterday. A uh, ton of games started early with uh, Colorado. Uh, taking care of business in impressive fashion, considering what maybe would have been a potential flat spot, but none whatsoever. They thumped Detroit five to one to get the day started. Bruins now back to back wins, calming the waters and the worries that uh, maybe later in the season that they'd be, you know, just uh, going through the motions a bit. Nice five two win uh, against the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, yesterday. Uh, we saw the uh, Winnipeg Jets get a huge two points coming back from a deficit and winning an overtime 3-2 to two over the Nashville Predators. And to be quite honest, this is a uh, Winnipeg team that deserved to win that game. They outplayed, outshot, outchanced Nashville. UC Soros did uh, a lot, uh, basically, to uh, keep it. You know, into, you know, to keep it as uh, respectable for Nashville. But Winnipeg, gutsy effort, a big two points as they try to maintain their hold uh, on one of the wild card spots in the uh, West. And it was, you know, your Adam Lowry's, your depth forwards that really were the difference for them uh, in the win yesterday. Uh, Edmonton 6-4 over Seattle, but as easy as it gets for me, like in that game over the total. Um, Seattle just continues to have some issues, not playing well, and Edmonton playing very well. And how about Evander Kane with the hat trick yesterday? That's the one thing that we were waiting to see really from Edmonton is that they've got a lot of things going in their favor right now with the way they're playing. They've been better defensively. Skinner's been good in net. McDavid, Dreisaitl have been excellent. Nugent Hopkins as well. But the one thing they were missing was Evander Kane since returning from that. Remember, he had that laceration where he had, you know, from the Tampa game earlier this year. And it's taken him time to really work his way back into form. But I think he's back, folks, after what we saw yesterday with that uh, hat trick. Very impressive. And Edmonton with a 6-4 win there over Seattle. Uh, Carolina, man, that was not easy for them uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. They blew the regulation bet for me, but I did get the first period puck line at least with uh, Carolina. But they end up winning 5-4 in overtime against the Flyers. I didn't love Freddie Anderson's performance, and that does continue to concern me if I'm Carolina. He hasn't been nearly as sharp in net lately, but Hurricanes find a way to overcome it. They tie it in the dying seconds to force overtime, uh, and then they beat the Flyers 5-4 uh, in OT. Florida comes back from a 2-0 deficit with four unanswered goals in the third period to stun the Devils 4-2. That's now three losses in a row for the Devils. And now on a back-to-back, they got to go to Tampa tonight, which we'll talk about in just a second. So definitely doesn't get any easier for the Devils, who are suddenly slumping just a little bit. Nothing to panic about, but just a mini little funk for them uh, right now. Uh, my best bet was the over with the Lightning and the Habs. It gets there with room to spare. 5-3 Tampa Bay. Uh, pretty cut and dry decision. I thought that we were going to see points uh, or sorry, goals in that game. When you look at it, uh, as far as, uh, you know, Elliot being in net for uh, Tampa last night and obviously Montreal's issues defensively, which continued uh, against uh, Tampa Bay last night. And it ended up being a five, three in that game, uh, Toronto five, four over Ottawa, uh, Matt Murray, he gave up four goals, but he was magnificent. He faced 50 Ottawa shots. Uh, in that game, he played a hell of a game in net for the uh, Leafs against his former team. And they end up winning in a shootout. We cash the draw at my Ottawa draw split. We lose Ottawa, obviously, because they lose in a shootout. But the draw hits uh, for us in that Leafs-Senators game, which was uh, good to see. Uh, the Rangers, I mean, so much for this great, awesome, uh, on-paper ABC television game last night. It was a blowout. It was over early, 6 nothing Rangers. And, man, we're starting to see the potential of this offense from the New York Rangers and what they might be capable of. It was a great night for them. It was not a good night again for Tristan Jari. And I'm almost at the point, Alex, where Mike Sullivan, maybe we got to go to Smith, you know, moving yeah. forward a little bit because Jari just has – they've given him opportunity after opportunity, chance after chance returning from that injury. 
you know, to find his game again. And look, it's not in, easy when you're coming off an injury and you've been out for a while, but they've given him a lot of chances now to find his game. And he still hasn't found his game. And it's becoming a concern for Pittsburgh. And almost to the point where now it's to Smith, you got to run with him a little bit now uh, moving forward in net. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if they want to, you know, solidify a playoff position, you have to play Smith the majority of the, of the rest of the way, and he has to be your game one starter because he's carried the team. And just like Jari did, you know, last year after a bad season, he came back and was in great form and, you know, wonder what we see from him. And this is just what Tristan Jari is going to be. You know, he, he's a guy who's had some injury issues up and down, and he just has been, you know, inconsistent. He can give you some great goaltending, but he can give you some really bad goaltending. There's really not much gray area with Tristan Jari. And, you know, like I said, Sullivan and company, they got to uh, recognize that. And maybe he's not the guy that's going to carry you the rest of the way or certainly carry you deep into the postseason. Yeah, and an ugly night for Pittsburgh, uh, 6 nothing. They'll have to wipe the slate clean in a hurry from uh, that one. Uh, the late games last night, 3-2 Vancouver in a shootout over L.A., a little bit of an upset there. Uh, the Kings, uh, although the Kings played very well, I thought they played well enough to win. They carried the play, but Demko was terrific in that, which he's very capable of being. Uh, and uh, Vancouver gets the uh, win 3-2 over the uh, Kings. A uh, very opportunistic uh, was Vancouver. They tied it, and then they won uh, in a shootout over the uh, Kings last night. Uh, Arizona 4-2 uh, over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And I'm sure that's a result that appeals a lot more to our guy, Alex B. Smith, there. That's that's what we want to see a little bit out of Chicago is like, let's well, let's uh, let's think about the long term here and, and the uh, potential of getting Mr. Bedard. And certainly results like last night will help, especially because they're in direct competition with Arizona for lottery odds when it comes to the uh, draft lottery uh, later in the uh, spring. So a uh, 4-2 win there for uh Arizona in that game 4-1 Islanders over the Sharks uh good to see that I was on Isles in regulation got the job done there and uh, we're both happy Alex and I to see uh Dallas and Calgary uh, go to yes. overtime uh that was m probably my favorite draw on the entire card yesterday and I know it was right up there for Alex and uh 5-5 five, five, uh back and forth crazy hockey game a lot of goals a lot of offense uh, and a uh, overtime victory for the Dallas Stars. Man alive, what a couple of wonderful goals Jason Robertson scored last night for the uh, Dallas Stars. That overtime goal to go on the left hand, the backhand, and roof it over Markstrom, the move he made to get open. He's what a spectacular player and a spectacular season that he's had. Uh, I think Markstrom kind of thought maybe there was a bit of goalie interference. Didn't look like a lot, and obviously they said there wasn't enough, and he slams his goal stick. Uh, going off the ice. He's done that a lot this year, uh, Jacob Markstrom. So you can tell he's a frustrated guy. He's been inconsistent, and the more we look at it for Calgary, the more it's getting tougher and tougher for them to try to make the uh, playoffs. As they, they do get a point, but they lose a point to Winnipeg, lose a point of ground to Winnipeg, and that's not something they can afford at this stage of the season. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on a massive Saturday card? I had a random thought, but we could probably talk about this later. Markstrom for Demko would be a really interesting trade in the offseason. Send Markson yep. back to where he started in Vancouver. Demko definitely needs to change his scenery. I think maybe Vancouver and, you know, the fact that he'll be in the same division playing those old teams, maybe that, you know, sparks something. So you think somebody about... wants to play competitive contending hockey. You're right. Exactly. Demko. And, and Vancouver's yeah. not going to do that soon. And, and, and Markson just needs a reset. And, but anyway, as far as the games last night, yeah, start with the Hawks and, uh, and, and Arizona from a fan standpoint. Fantastic. Yeah. Zero points. Take the loss and uh, continue the tank from a betting standpoint was awful because it seemed like this game was going to go to overtime. Uh, it, it, you know, was about three, what, three and a half minutes left. You know, Arizona takes the lead. They get the empty netter, and, and that's all she wrote. So that was tough. Uh, unfortunately, that was the best bet I had. I liked that draw just a little bit more than Dallas-Calgary. It should have should have been my best bet. That was a fun game to watch. It's a damn shame that Calgary won't be a playoff team because another Dallas-Calgary series would have been a lot of fun uh, to potentially see. If that could have matched up, but uh, like I said, great win for Dallas. I think Dallas now, I think that the hiccup, they finally gotten over that. You know, it wasn't the cleanest win. I'd like to see their next game or next two games be cleaner victories. But as far as like the future and, and you know, people worried about, oh, is this Dallas team really going to be a contender of the West? Yeah, I still think they are, they're, they're still dangerous in the West. This is still a team you do not want to match up with in a seven-game series. With a goaltender like Ottinger who can steal you a game or two with that offense, like you said, Robertson and company, just, you know, when they had dialed in, uh, and that's the thing. You only need Aja Steele. You won two games. You only need that big offensive explosion. One or two games. And now you've won four, seven, you advance the next round. So this is still a, a dangerous Dallas team. And, uh, and I like what I saw from them last night, even though it was a, a back and forth kind of a firefight. 
uh, you know, looking at the Boston and Minnesota game, which, you know, was interesting. I was wondering what we'd see from both sides, you know, that off the road trip for the while, we kind of expected that could be a, a bit of a flat spot, but we thought with Boston too, like how jazzed up can you really be for, you know, you had a day off and now it's this 1 PM star local time. Uh, you know, they just, you know, went in there, all business as usual, and, and got the win, got the two points in regulation, uh, you know, snapped a 14-game point streak for the Wild. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because you see them climbing up, climbing up, and all of a sudden it seems like every loss they take, it seems like, oh, well, now they're falling out of favor. They're probably not going to win this division. <laughs> it's just really weird, like, how one game seems to derail everything. And it's just been it's been that back-and-forth kind of pendulum for the Wild. And I think that's the one thing that's probably going to keep them from – really making some, some noise and doing some damage in the postseason is that the the pendulum has swung so much already this year that, you know, you can't have those high and lows in the playoffs. You can't feel low losing game one and, and say that the series is over. No, you can you feel too high and say that this thing's wrapped up. And 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 their mindset now in the regular season is like that. So it's only going to get amplified once they get into the postseason. I just don't, you know, if they lose, that's a team I have circled. Watch and probably don't even bet their first game of the playoffs. Watch how they react and respond and what the result is. Yeah. And you can pretty much go from there what's going to happen. And uh, chances are if they lose game one of the playoffs, whoever they play, it's probably going to end in about five or six games because that's just mentally where they're at. Physically, and they've been you know playing well, and we've seen guys chip in, but just their mental state is really soft right now in my mind. And of these teams of the Western Conference, you know, the teams that are fighting for it, they, they're, they've been a better mental state, I think, than a team like Minnesota that's, in seemingly and kind of almost they're not cruising they still know that they have a division to fight for they need positioning but it's just mentally there's just something still a bit off with that minnesota team yeah it'll be interesting to see and they're in action again back-to-back matinee home games for the minnesota wild they're in action against washington we will of course be getting to that game momentarily and we will begin the sunday card now and we will begin first though with the Boston Bruins taking on the Buffalo Sabres a Boston minus 190 road favorite six and a half the total in this game, it is a back-to-back on the road for the Bruins. They were obviously in Minnesota yesterday, and they get the 5-2 to victory over the Minnesota Wild in that game. Three assists, by the way, for Brad Marchand. Very solid game for him, you know, and it's pretty impressive here with how the way they played. This is the end of a five-game road trip, 2-2 two and two for the Bruins so far on this road trip. Derek Forbert didn't play. Uh, against uh, Minnesota yesterday. It looks like he's going to be out once again on the uh, blue line here for uh, Buffalo, or sorry, for Boston, rather, uh, in this uh, early start uh, this afternoon uh, for the uh, Bruins. Krejci also out for the uh, Boston Bruins. So that's a significant loss. One of your top two centers uh, not going to play here in this game for the uh, Bruins. Uh, So definitely they'll be feeling the uh, impact of uh, that absence uh, here in this game. We'll see how it shakes up the uh, line combinations here going into this early start affair, which starts in about half an hour for this uh, Bruins and uh, Sabres game. Looks like Marshawn Bergeron, DeBrusque, Zaka Coyle looks like is the guy that's going to move up to that second line center spot with uh, Pasternak and Zaka uh, going into this. Charlie Coyle might have some value in the props now because of that moving up to the uh, second line center spot for this game. Uh, for the uh, uh, Boston Bruins. Third line looks to be Bertuzzi, Noshek, and uh, Frederick. Uh, so that's the way it pans out here for uh, Boston uh, up front on the blue line. Grizzlick, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo Zaborl uh, is going to draw into the lineup because it looks like Orlov's also uh, going to miss this game. Day off. Uh, maintenance day uh, is what they're calling it for uh, Dmitry Orlov. Give him rest on a back-to-back. So I definitely think, uh, to me, I don't want to say Boston's taking a powder here in this game, but this is a Buffalo spot or nothing to me. Uh, it, uh, just the, the way it looks, and the, if you read the tea leaves here a little bit, this is looking like Boston is, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Krejci's out, Forbert's out, they're sitting. Orlov, who's been excellent and a terrific defenseman, really, in his whole career with Washington, this season with Washington, and now with Boston. They're sitting him out for rest reasons. I think that's basically writing on the wall that this game is not of utmost importance uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins, especially after getting the win yesterday uh, against the um, against the Minnesota Wild. So be careful with them. It probably will be Swayman and Net. You would expect after we saw Allmark yesterday uh, and uh, in that game. Now Buffalo. The problem with trusting Buffalo is they're obviously one and six in their last seven games. They've struggled. Their only win was against Toronto. They're losing to teams they shouldn't, like Philadelphia. Uh, on Friday night, these are points they have to get. They're falling out of the playoff race. Where are their heads at right now? But for a home game on a Sunday afternoon, Buffalo's been good in these spots. 
They really have this season, these home games, these matinee early start weekend home games. I remember Washington just recently in a Sunday afternoon home game, and they put the boots to Washington uh, in that game, Buffalo. So I think Buffalo does show up today. So uh, even with my concerns about their current form, you know, I'm either going to be the hockey betting god or I'm going to be the hockey betting goat after this game. And I'm not saying goat is in greatest of all time. It's the bad kind of goat, you know, with my picks on this game and what I'm betting here. But I'm going to go first period money line with Buffalo uh, in this game at plus 130. I'm going to go a little on the full game money line, plus 150 to plus 160 range, and a sprinkle on the draw as well, uh, because that's usually what I'm looking to do with the dog, you know, is also put a tiny little bit on the draw uh, as well. So it's a three-way bet here. It's a first period full game money line on Buffalo. Uh, split it up with those two uh, and also going to go small with the draw, which is currently plus 352 at Pinnacle. So plus 130 first period money line, plus 160 full game money line and a little bit on the draw. So here we go. We're either going to look like an idiot or we're going to be a genius uh, in a few hours from now. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? (laughs) Bruins and uh, Sabres. Well, this is uh, a game that kind of defines, I wouldn't say, oh, What's the word I'm looking for? The phrase I'm looking for. I wouldn't say it defines your style of handicapping, but it, it's it's a game that kind of can fit every mold of style of handicapping. So you're looking at it from a situational point of that. Well, this is not really an important game for Boston. Buffalo at home. They've always played you know upper teams well this season. Play well in these day games. They're used to the to the start time. Both teams are used to the start time. So you're taking a shot with Buffalo. That's not the worst thing to do in the world. If you're a trend-based handicapper, there's no way you could ever look at playing Buffalo in this spot because they've lost they, seven of the last yeah. 27 meetings against yeah. this team, and, and it, it's been ugly. <laughs> it's been ugly. But but like I said, it, so those two things conflict, and, and, and in my head, I like both of those angles. I throw all of that out. I want nothing to do with the side here. I'm strictly looking at a total. And I'm actually looking at this first period over. I was debating on whether I would like to wait and get one and a half in game or go two. I'm probably going to go and lay and, and well, I'll get plus money, but I'm going to go with two goals over in the first period. You look at Boston, six and two, the last eight on the road in the first to the first period over. Buffalo, five and one, the last six at home. So you have those two things match up. And like you said, this could be a does Boston come in business like like yesterday or are they sluggish and Buffalo takes advantage? I think we see the pace and story flow of this game happened in the first 20 minutes. And either way, it seems like it would go over. So I'll be going on that first period over and I'll make some adjustments in game accordingly, but I don't want nothing to do with the side right now. Just uh, looking like I said, these are two gigantic conflicts uh, of interest, depending on what style of handicapping you kind of lean into. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's, and there's no doubt Boston's still better of these two teams and they've owned Buffalo. That is definitely something you have to, factor in i do actually lean to the i I probably will bet over six and a half the more i look at it yeah boston now has hit a couple overs as these games now are of uh, lesser importance i think uh when you look at the fact that obviously they've got everything sewn up right now uh this uh boston bruins team and buffalo has trended over and especially in these day games i'm pretty sure if i look at the day game track record for the uh, buffalo sabers we'll find that uh you know they've trended more over than under uh, in day games this year the sabers yeah five and two to the over in day games this year uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So that six and a half over could get there, uh, in my opinion. I could see, you know, the last two meetings, like I said, have gone over with the Bruins versus the Sabres as well. So the over does uh, make some sense here. And Alex, like in the first period over in particular. Uh, Prop-wise, I mean, for me, for Buffalo, it's Cousins and Quinn seem to be undervalued commodities for me. Uh, I definitely think those are two guys that you can definitely see more uh, make more of an impact. Uh, no question about that. On the Boston side, I'm going back to Pavel Zaka just with his point prop. He's just been money, uh, this guy. Uh, no question about it. Uh, four straight games with a point. Uh, he's only minus 110 to get a point this afternoon. Uh, again, four straight games with a point. We've talked about him incessantly here uh, on these uh, Ice Guys shows. So uh, definitely Trent Frederick, a goal in the last three games. I mean, yeah, I'm some, there's something to that. Like He's not getting the minutes that you know, other forwards on this team are, but he's making the most of it playing on that third line. And, uh, you know, I don't hate that look either, you know, take a shot that maybe he keeps the uh, goal streak going uh, for the Bruins. And it's plus 500, by the way, uh, at FanDuel uh, for Trent Trent Frederick to uh, find the back of the net in this game. So not a bad look. Again, a guy that's contributing some uh, depth scoring uh, for the Boston Bruins, which is good to see uh, because I guess if there's one area that is concerned, like they got a loaded blue line, the top six is great. 
you know, can they get some punch from the third line and the fourth line, especially at playoff time? And Trent Frederick is helping that out. And I do think Charlie Coyle, you know, there's some value with his props in some form because he's playing with Pasternak and Zaka moving up to the second line center spot with Krejci out today. So definitely some uh, value with uh, Charlie Coyle uh, if you're going to look at his props uh, here uh, for this uh, game today uh, for them. Alex Tuck, by the way, uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres, I want to point out him because he scored uh, two goals against Toronto uh, since he's been back. He's been shooting the puck. You know, two of the three games he's gone over his shot prop. I think the over shots might be worth a look on uh, Alex Tuck uh, here this afternoon uh, for the um, Buffalo Sabres in this game. All right, next up we've got, and we, by the way, I'm just going to see if we've got an update because we're waiting on it in terms of the uh, starting uh, goaltenders. Uh, we should get it momentarily here for uh, this hockey game with it starting in half an hour. With, UPL uh, confirmed. Point, UPL confirmed, yeah. There, there's another reason to like the over right there. <laughs> uh, UPL. Uh, when's the last time UPL's given up less than four goals? I think it's been a very long time. But uh, yeah, Uko Pekka and Jeremy Swayman is your confirmed goalie matchup. All right, Washington, Minnesota. Minnesota minus 155 home favorites. Five and a half, six is what I put in the graphic because you see some books have five and a half, some have six when it comes to this total here for the uh, Capitals and the Wild. I like this game over, uh, especially at five and a half, which is at bet online right now. So Dave Mason doing me a solid right now. Uh, mm -hmm. at bet online with five and a half at minus 130 there uh, with the total in this game. Uh, I think it gets over. I mean, Minnesota, we saw it again yesterday, and Alex talked about it, and we've actually talked about it in the past with Minnesota, these home games on the weekend in the afternoon. They're, they're higher scoring, and I think we see that here. And all of a sudden, Minnesota, which was an under machine for the longest time, uh, they're starting to trend the other way now, uh, playing to some overs here as of a late uh, it should be, I would expect here, Mark andre Fleury in this game. Yes, it is on the back-to-back. Uh, -back. I'd assume Charlie Lindgren uh, will uh, get the start here for the uh, Washington uh, Capitals uh, in this game because uh, Darcy Kemper still bothered and with that. Um, uh, and they left practice actually Saturday with an upper body injury. So don't expect him. It's probably going to be Lindgren. And I don't think they're in a rush to throw him in there anyway because Darcy Kemper's kind of uh, not been as sharp lately. Uh, in goal. So I, I do expect Lindgren will be the goalie for the uh, Capitals. They're still without Jensen uh, on the uh, blue line day to day uh, for him. And of course, John Carlson out and Alex Ovechkin uh, on the injury report showing up here for the uh, Capitals game time decision with a lower body injury uh, for this game. So keep that in mind. So that could be a big blow for the uh, Capitals, as it always is when uh, Ovi doesn't suit up, especially now because Ovechkin comes into this game on a three game point streak. Uh, for the uh, Capitals, uh, so playing well, obviously, as he normally does. Um, so we'll see if he's going to be able to be on the ice for the uh, Capitals this afternoon. But I still like over five and a half, six at most books, five and a half bet online and a couple others. But I do like that side. I'm off it. Uh, I'm not going to lay this kind of price with Minnesota. Uh, but without Ovi, it probably is their game to win, especially after a disappointing loss against Boston yesterday. You'd think they want to bounce back, not lose two home games in a row. Uh, this weekend. And Washington's one of those teams where one game they're up, they come back and beat Buffalo. And you're thinking, wow, uh, big for their playoff push. And how the hell do you lay a fucking egg like that against St. Louis on Friday? Night? I know Joel Hofer is a, maybe a capable goalie long term for the Blues, but you shouldn't lose like that at home to the St. Louis Blues. So your guess is as good as mine. What the hell we're going to get from the Washington Capitals today? Uh, flip a coin on that. You know, good game, bad game. Who knows? That's the kind of season they've had. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Capitals, Wild. It's a pass. I would love to play Wild regulation just based on what I'm seeing from the cast. Like I said, I think that that was a real telling loss uh, by St. Louis. And I think, like I said, they're, they're on their way out, especially now if Ovechkin doesn't play. Maybe went and hung out and had a few shots of vodka at Moscow on the hill. It's a pretty cool spot in the area. I don't know, I don't know if that's the case, but, uh, uh, you know, I mean, this is, like I said, the Caps, I mean, it's, and it's been a long season, right, for the Caps. You know, it's been an emotional season, especially Ovechkin, of course, obviously losing his dad, going through the goal record and having that being brought up. And, and we talked about how we think, you know, that record talk in the middle of the year probably, you know, was hovering around the Capitals for a while to the point of where it may have taken them off of their game at times. And, and you know, that on top of all the mounting injuries, uh, it, it's just been a really rough year for them. And, you know, it just seems like they're going to probably just kind of tumble and, 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 and roll down the, the rest of the flight of stairs uh, for the end of the season. Minnesota, of course, like I said, up and down. And you wonder, you know, they should be fired up and motivated after having that point streak snapped. Another home game, another day game. 
but you know you can't trust this team to finish off something in 60 they've you know been the the, the kings of overtime lately and i it, the fact that they lost in regulation yesterday if i went and bet minnesota in regulation today this game would be 3-3 going to overtime probably going into a shootout so i'm probably just going to stay away from it while should win this one and, and and win it decisively but you know when they've had when they've needed to win games especially at home uh, against uh, opponents that haven't been looking that good chances are they make it much tighter than it is by the way, whoever's in net for Washington, uh, I think a night a decent little bet is uh, the save prop for uh, the capital goalie, uh, and it probably will be Lindgren. Be I think they could get peppered a little bit today. Minnesota coming out firing after the uh, loss to Boston yesterday, and look if you look at the uh, Capitals, I, I've mentioned the injuries on the blue line. You know, I think it, especially on the road, it could show up for them. Uh, a little bit. You actually look at some of their recent road games. They gave up 35 shots to the uh, Rangers. Uh, they gave up uh, 40 shots to the Devils, 40 shots to the Kings, 41 shots even to the San Jose Sharks. So on the road, this team is yielding a shit ton of shots on goal allowed. So this could be a game where uh, you look at a saves prop for uh, whoever's in net for Washington. And we think it's going to be uh, Charlie Lindgren for them uh, here uh, in this game. As far as the uh, other props go uh, for this game, uh, with the uh, I still like uh, Hartman shots, Hartman point. Uh, I've always go. That's the routine bet. Boldy, by the way, for Minnesota. Matt Boldy, who's not exactly been when they were that going through that under run. Minnesota playing all those tight, defensive minded, low scoring games. Uh, Matt Boldy wasn't exactly lighting up the score sheet, but now he's on a four game point streak. You know, if you if you don't mind laying minus one fifty five with him to get a point, that's probably a good bet here. He's on a nice little run there as far as a, a point scoring streak uh, is concerned. Uh, and what else uh, stands out here uh, in these in this game for uh, props? Uh, that that's about it. It's probably not going to be a huge prop game. I still say on the Washington side, Rasmus Sandin, Oshie, those are the guys you target. Oshie, uh, Rasmus Sandin, of course, is playing number one uh, power play now, top pair minutes. Uh, he's been able to produce offensively since joining the Capitals, and really TJ Oshie and Strom for that matter. We've talked about Strom's been on a bit of a point streak as well. And Oshie has uh, five points in the last five games for the uh, Capitals. So those are the Capitals you target. Sandine, Oshie, and Strom, I think, especially with Ove if Ovechkin is a no-go today for the uh, Capitals. All right, next up, we've got uh, uh, it's, uh Let me just see. Not Bruins and Wild. I don't think. Uh, there we go. Let's got to get rid of that. There we go. Uh, screwed up here. There we go. Columbus and Vegas uh, next up. Vegas minus 310, home favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. Uh, you got the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets continuing this Western uh, road trip. Uh, they did uh, lose the first two games of this uh, road. Actually, they won the first against San Jose. That's the game I really like the over uh, in, uh, and they ended up winning 6-5 in an overtime. But they've lost the last two against the better teams. Well, I shouldn't say Anaheim's better, but uh, L.A., they lost 4-1. And then 7-4 against uh, Anaheim on Friday night, what was a crazy back-and-forth game. Uh, that was the best bet for me, that show over. And I know... Alex had a pretty sizable piece of the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, in that game, and it was a lot more stressful than it needed to be. But the uh, Anaheim Ducks eventually get the uh, seven to four win. He almost got a broken hand because of that game, uh, Alex, uh, in that uh, Friday night affair. But uh, Anaheim got the job done. Uh, not so stress free, but they got the job done seven four uh, over the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. And we talked yesterday. Seems like this team is more interested in the sun, getting away from the cold of Ohio in the middle of winter. The sun and the uh, warm weather of California, which they'll also experience here in Vegas, playing golf and just doing some recreational shit with the team seems more important than winning hockey games right now. It's just it got that sense to it. And so to me, I don't know if I'm really ready to back Columbus here at all. And they've got a Vegas team that ought to be pretty pissed uh, coming into this game after a seven to two loss against uh, Calgary. Which, again, you say what happened to Vegas. I'll tell you what happened to Vegas. They had a great road trip, and they're coming back home after a very lengthy time on the road, and they just they had nothing in the tank. They had nothing in the tank uh, against Calgary the other night. You could tell that was not the Vegas Golden Knights we've seen uh, of late. Uh, it was just a really tough scheduling spot off the long roadie and a Calgary team playing with desperation, playing with urgency. I mean, you just have to look at the shots for Alex. They only had 19 shots on goal for a team that's been getting into the high 20s and 30s and shots on goal in recent games. They just had nothing, nothing mentally, nothing physically that game against Calgary. 
uh, back home off that road trip. I expect a lot better uh, here from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And again, when you play these bottom feeder teams, if you can find that the superior team is motivated, isn't going to take them lightly, should be able to get the job done. You know, they are battling injuries. That's the one little drawback here for Vegas is they've got, obviously, they've had Mark Stone out for a while. They've got multiple goalies, Brossois, Leonard, and Thompson out. Nicholas Waugh, who's been a good depth center for them, is out. Colasar's out. Will Carrier, another good depth forward for them, also out. So they definitely have some injuries a little depleted right now, but I think they can power through that here. Uh, against this uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets team, probably pounce on them uh, early and, and win pretty decisively. So you look at the price here, they're minus 320, pretty expensive. The puck line's not great value, minus one and a half, minus 120. But uh, I do think that first period puck line is the best option here, minus a half, plus 110 uh, at DraftKings. I do like that first period puck line here uh, on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, unfortunately, the team total here is four and a half, but you could do the old bet MGM trick get it over four with the team total and around minus 125, at least a little bit of a better price. And if it lands right on four, you push. So the team total also with uh, Vegas uh, makes some sense here in this game. Keep in mind, uh, Elvis Merzlikens still out. So you're obviously going to see either a Daniil Tarasov or Michael Hutchinson. I, I would think Tarasov gets the start, but Tarasov has definitely struggled in his second stint here with the Jackets this season. You know, he had a couple of good games that first stint, but Second stint here has not been pretty for him, and now he is 3-11 and on the season with a 3.56 goals against average and 900 save percentage. So if it is Tarasov, might be another a tough day at the office for him, given how I expect Vegas to really not take this Blue Jackets team lightly off the 7-2 uh, loss to the uh, Flames in their first game home off that road trip. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Jackets, Golden Knight. So in the beginning of a season, when you have a team – you know, have a day off on the road and they take a little outing here or there. It's usually, like I said, it's a bonding experience. You know, some of the new acquisitions, getting to meet some of the veteran guys, you know, and, and that's just the, the kind of thing that it builds a team and, you know, could, you know, give you some, some momentum during the course of the season and having that camaraderie. But when it's after a 7-4 loss against the Anaheim Ducks and you're officially eliminated from the playoffs and it's, you know, mid-March during March Madness and you go to Las Vegas, chances are you're probably, you know, you get in different hotel rooms elsewhere. You're getting, you know, setting up golf outings. You're probably watching games, having a few pops and something else. And now you got to get up at 1 p.m. local time, get ready to play, like you said, a pissed off Vegas Golden Knights team that is playoff bound and looking to uh, probably take out some of that anger and frustration on a Columbus team that couldn't give a half a fuck about what's going on right now uh, on a sheet of ice. This is a great spot for Vegas. I'm going to give you – my three plays, but I'm going to give you two sets of numbers for each of them because I played these yesterday. Some of these have changed, and some of these numbers are now available at different books. Yesterday at MGM, I bet Vegas first period puck line laying a whole goal, so that's minus one at plus 225. So that means they have to have a lead of more than one goal to cash that ticket. I also bet Vegas team total in the full game over four. As you mentioned, Ian, at Bet MGM, I laid 115. It's now at minus 125. I still think that is worth a price to lay uh, for this spot, which is something I don't say too often. Also, like a half unit on the first period over two, I got it at plus 120. That's now around a lot of places as high as plus 130. So you can grab that virtually anywhere. That's probably the easiest of the three to grab because that team total of four four and a half kind of thing. That's really only at MGM. Ian, do you know of any other books that will move it on or off the hook for team total? Uh, there's a reason I always mention MGM because it's the pretty much ones. the only one I've noticed. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure if like 365 or anybody did that. Okay. So, so, yeah. so MGM is your, your go-to for the team total. If you like team total for first period over and first period puck line, you should be able to find at least something decent. Like I see a plus one five at uh bet online for that first period puck line. Uh, so that that's something you can do if you don't feel comfortable laying the whole goal at plus 225. So uh, we're all about Vegas. We're all about Vegas early. They should put Columbus away and also going to look for some live stuff in the second toward the third period. I think Columbus, if they're really, really fatigued, then the legs might give out on them. Vegas could just run up the score. We might have a couple of chances to hit that next to score prop with Vegas. So uh, and we, of course, we always see plus money with that in the third period because just a battle against time essentially so that's what we're uh gearing up for this is a huge day involving this one game it's really kind of the only game i'm going to be personally betting and uh i've already got my pregame bets and i'm just going to be hitting this thing live so. 
There we go. Uh, that's the game. I think we know where the best bet's coming from at the end of yes. the show. Uh, <laughs> we're not splitting the atom, figuring out which game he's targeting for best bet uh, on this uh, Sunday card. But, yeah, I agree with a lot of the sentiment there. Vegas spot, clearly. You wonder where the Columbus heads are at. They just got officially eliminated, too. Uh, and you're enjoying the sunshine and the warm weather of California and now Nevada. You know, and just how stoked are you for an early start game against Vegas? And I know Vegas, again, if the, the better team against the worst team, if they don't look past them and they're focused and they're on the task at hand, they should win. And they and in this case, they should roll. So I would expect Vegas to have a pretty good game uh, here this afternoon. All right. Uh, the rest of the games are at night. Uh, we'll go to uh, New Jersey and Tampa Bay. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay minus 130 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Devils suddenly a little bit of a slump for them. Uh, of late, no question. I mean, not playing nearly uh, as well. It's been a, a pretty grinding grind of a schedule, though, if you look at it for the Devils uh, back to back again. Well, it started with Carolina, which they did win three nothing at home. They lose back to back against Tampa. The second one was tough. It was a shootout. Could have went their way four uh, three uh, that game. And then they have a two nothing lead against the uh, Panthers uh, yesterday. And they end up losing that game by a score uh, of four to two. So tough loss there for the uh, Devils, that's their third straight loss now going into this matchup here on a back-to-back against uh, Tampa Bay. But I like the Devils here. There's a reason why Tampa's only minus 130 in this game, and that money's actually come in on New Jersey. This is New Jersey's time to snap the skid. Do you think they want to lose three games in the span of one week to the Tampa Bay Lightning? No, they do not. I expect this is this is that game where New Jersey digs in, brings it, uh, and, and gets the job done. I like them here, plus 110, uh, short road dogs uh, in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay, by the way, terrible record on a back-to-back this year, 3-10. and 10. How about that for this Tampa Bay Lightning team on a back-to-back this season? 3-10, and 10. New Jersey 7-2 and two on a back-to-back this year, 3-1 and one off a loss on the second of back-to-back games. I like this situation for the Devils. They're actually 4-0, perfect 4-0 on the second of back-to-back games and their last four tries uh, in this spot for the uh, New Jersey Devils here. So, you know, they got the win 5-3. It wasn't pretty for Tampa against a Montreal team that is really reeling defensively, but they got the win uh, on a night where they were honoring some lightning players from the past. Uh, Before the game, they had a ceremony there. So it was a ceremony night too. And now you're playing the Devil. You already beat them twice. Yeah, Devil's spot, Devil's win. Plus 110. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Devil's Lightning. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think the Devils win this game. I think it was pretty clear that they were kind of, this was, was yesterday was a look ahead spot for them and gearing up to play them for the second time in a week. And uh, like I said, this just feels like it's going to be a, a good back third time game. A, a third time in a week. Right, exactly. So, and that's funny how we're seeing these kind of like, like I said, we've seen a lot of these back to back home and home spots home, or, or literally like back-to-back both third time in a week this is Rangers once again right yeah yeah so so we're seeing we're seeing a lot of this and 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 it's good because we're seeing you know some good animosity built up for what could be a potential playoff matchup now obviously things will have to shake out for these two teams to play each other in in a postseason but uh but it it, you know should be a a good fun game I expect that kind of intensity and style and I actually like the draw here at plus 345 I think New Jersey wins it but this thing's not going to be easy at all Tampa Bay is going to fight hard uh, especially now they've been winning and getting that that win streak. We know how Tampa Bay, they're very, I wouldn't say they're streaky because we've seen them, you know, go on some hot runs, cold runs, but the way that they get that they get hot right now is very streaky. When they when they win one, they tend to string them together two, three, four. The losses have been a bit choppy. They've just been more present overall. So, you know, I think we, I expect a good Tampa effort. I expect a good Jersey effort. It's been a fun game, and I think it goes past 60 minutes. So give me the draw at plus 345. All right, good stuff. And we've got uh, no goalies confirmed yet for this game, but we assume it's going to be Vanacek and Vasilevsky. Those are the projections. Definitely Vasilevsky because it's uh, it was Elliott yesterday against Montreal, and it should be Vanacek here for uh, New Jersey uh, here in this uh, game tonight with the Devils and the uh, Lightning. As far as props go uh, for this uh, matchup here with the uh, Devils and the uh, Lightning, there's a few that to stand out uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, definitely when you look at the uh, Devils, um, uh, coming into this one. That was disheartening, obviously, what happened yesterday. But uh, I think you look at the way the lines are set up for them uh, here today uh, and what you've seen from them lately. Um, you know, I definitely think Jesper Boquist, just if, uh, as a bargain bin, he got on the score sheet yesterday, definitely could look in that direction. I'm going to go back to that Andre Palat belief that 
he shows up here against his former team. Uh, you look at the uh, matchup here. I know he's been really, really cold offensively, six straight games without a point. If you are betting form, you're not taking Andre Pilat player props right now. But I just get that sense here against Tampa Bay. He's going to uh, he's going to find a way to make an impact tonight. Get on the score sheet. He's still getting minutes, second line uh, for this uh, Devils team. So I still think he's worth a look. Uh, as far as uh, streaking up players, by the way, Mikhail Sergachev, eight of his last 10, he's gone over his shots. Braden Point, seven of his last 10, he's gotten to points. Mercer's cooled off a little bit. So, you know, we've kind of pumped the brakes with that prop. Victor Hedman over shots, I really like. That's my favorite. Uh, Victor Hedman's really starting to pound the puck on net again. Uh, over two and a half shots on goal. He's gone over that number in four straight games. So going back to the well with the uh, Victor Hedman shots on goal prop uh, makes sense. Uh, Vasilevsky, I think, could get peppered today. So I think the Vasilevsky uh, saves prop is worth a look uh, here in this matchup for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Like I say, Hedman is really starting to streak toward, uh, you know, shooting the puck quite a bit more often. Uh, so definitely there's some props there that I would uh, favor. Uh, in this game here. Uh, and Timo Meyer, look, uh, we were waiting for Timo Meyer to really get uh, rolling a bit for the uh, New Jersey Devils. His shot numbers have gone up. So the overshots with Timo Meyer makes some sense as well for the New Jersey Devils uh, going into this uh, matchup here with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I did forget to le uh, mention some Vegas props, by the way, in that uh, Columbus Vegas game. Uh, Petrangelo to get a point. I've talked about that. Uh, he's been in good form uh, lately. I think his props uh, definitely worth a look uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, no question. Uh, he's been the contributing. Uh, Marcia So has actually had some success against Columbus in the past. And Riley Smith, man, seven straight games with a point for him for the Vegas Golden Knights. So he's got a nice little Dawson Mercer thing going right now. Riley Smith uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, seven straight games with a point. So how do you not bet his point prop? Uh, in that game against uh, Columbus. All right, good stuff. That's the uh, first four games uh, of this Sunday card. We got the last three games still to go. Hit the like button. We appreciate all of you joining us on YouTube, 205 live viewers. Back with the rest of the card in just a moment, right after we hear from our friends at Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back, and we have three games left. Uh, we move along now. It is next up, the Nashville Predators and the New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers minus 250, home favorites, six the total, shaded to the under. Uh, big blowout win at home against Pittsburgh, nationally televised game. Doesn't feel like a Rangers spot, you know, maybe flat perhaps after a big win like that last night, but um, better betting markets don't believe it's a flat spot because this line's moved 60 cents. Uh, pretty much. It's even gone higher than the minus 230 that you see on the screen right now uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. So, um, you know, definitely a lot of Rangers love. Yarrow Halak will be in net, which I expected after, of course, Shesterkin played against Pittsburgh last night. Nashville, you know, desperate team. They need the points uh, for any hope for the playoffs as they cling to slim playoff hopes in the Western Conference. A 3-2 overtime loss to Winnipeg yesterday. Um this one, I don't trust Nashville. And I think Nashville spot-wise is in a decent situation, awful loss, desperate, getting a big price. But maybe the draw, do you want to sprinkle on the draw perhaps? Maybe I could see that. Maybe a couple bucks on the draw might not be a bad idea here. Uh, you know, with Halak and Ned in particular, you don't expect the uh, <clears throat> Rangers maybe to run away with this game like they did last night. But we do expect Kevin Lankinen uh, to be in net here tonight for the uh, – Predators, although it has not been confirmed yet. His numbers actually aren't that bad. 
you know, eight and six, 2.46 goals against average, 925 save percentage for Lankinen uh, going into this game. So that's not bad. I do lean to the over with the uh, Predators and the Rangers tonight, especially with the backups in net for their respective teams. And I might sprinkle on the draw. That's pretty much it. I mean, if you're going to look at a Nashville prop, it's still Thomas Novak and Cody Glass. Those are the two guys. Cody Glass, Thomas Novak. Cody Glass repair, Cody Glass replace. Yeah, definitely. He's been uh, very good for the uh, Nashville Predators. And Thomas Novak, too. I mean, those are the two guys that are getting it done offensively for Nashville. Rangers, uh, obviously, there's always just so many different options you could roll with for them. But I'll mention the players that are in good form right now. Vinny Trocek's the guy. Points in four straight games. Great chemistry with Kane on his line. And you're seeing it. It's making Trocek a better player. Three-game point streaks for both Sir Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko and Zabanajad and Panarin and Adam Fox. So look look at who everyone's in good form right now for the New York Rangers. So you could go in a bunch of different areas with their props tonight. Uh, Alex, how about you? Nashville, New York. We, we didn't talk about how rough of a beat over six and a half was with that Ranger pay, uh, Penguin oh, game terrible. last night. Yeah. And that, that, that's absolutely brutal. And I was really mad, too, because I'm looking at all these goals being scored. And I'm like, where the hell is Sir Patrick Kane? He assisted on like two of them. Couldn't get one in himself, and I had that uh, plus uh, what plus one ninety five, one plus one ninety eight. Bad beat on his goal prop, exactly. Yeah, the bad beat on his goal they, prop. Yeah. So, you know, they were left and right, and he couldn't couldn't get one in. But uh, like I said, he's making the team better, and that's what I, I don't know. You know, everybody just thought that he would just pop up and all of a sudden be like you know MVP caliber Sir Patrick Kane. That's not the case. The thing is, he's a facilitator. He's become a facilitator in the last three years. He made. Panarin looked good enough to get the money he's got and be in New York right now. He made he made Alex DeBrinket look good. Like he's been that he's he's adapted to that role of not just he's going to score first. He's a playmaker, and 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 that's the perfect fit for this Ranger offense right now when he's facilitating things. And it's funny, I, know, I think I brought it up. I know I brought it up to you, but I might have mentioned it on the show live about how I wanted to see where Patrick Kane's going to be slotted in the power play because he's always used to playing point. He's the, the main quarterback. And the fact that they didn't do that, they slotted him more toward the wing because Truba is the point in that umbrella system. I thought that was fantastic because now you still have him on a slot and a space where he could still come back around and, and be QB. He's almost the swing guy, which is usually what that second defensive spot is uh, in that kind of a scenario. So, I mean, this range of offense, like, like I said on Twitter last night, like this is, this is uh, the big bad wolf. This is Omar coming down and, uh, and and shaking everybody on the corners. This is a Ranger offense that's yeah, going to be very tough to deal with. And when you match it up with a Shesterkin that's playing lights out, yeah, good luck to you in a best of seven against those guys. This game here, though, like I said, maybe they, they sleep a little bit at the wheel in the, early in the game. If I played anything in Nashville, it would be first period money line. Uh, but I just don't trust Nashville right now. And like I said, Lincoln, and good numbers, but we know how shaky he can be. So this feels like a game I'm probably just going to start and pick at live. I'm not going to do anything pregame and just kind of watch and see. Maybe New York is completely disinterested and Nashville uh, jumps out and, and, and you can find some ways to bet them to score, you know, next goal and different things like that. If it's Rangers dominating and, and slowing the pace, wait for that total to drop down and then maybe bet the over uh, at a five and a half or even a four and a half. All right, there we go. So live betting uh, game for uh, Alex here with Preds and Rangers. All right, Winnipeg Jets and St. Louis Blues. Uh, Winnipeg minus 130 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, great win for the Jets. Great because it was a big win. They were down and they were down against the run of play or, you know, or the run of play was on their side. Like they were, they were all over Nashville in that first period. You talk about bad beats that, and I had a piece of the Jets puck line first period too with the Jets money line. Uh, I split with the money line winning, but the first period puck line was 13 to three shots on goal for Winnipeg uh, in that. And it was one, nothing Nashville can't script that shit. I mean, just very unfortunate. Uh, Winnipeg was the better team and yet they're down one, nothing after the first period, but they came back. They won great show of fortitude. Uh, you could tell, and they showed uh, Winnipeg jets, Twitter and Facebook had the uh, post game speech from bonus. You could tell that was a revved up rejuvenated, energized dressing room after that win. I think they could ride that into tonight. The only thing I'm holding off on is who's in net for the Jets on the back-to-back. I think with the games being so important, don't it wouldn't shock me to see them roll right back to uh, Connor Hellebuck, even on a back-to-back. Keep in mind, this is day game to night game for the Winnipeg Jets. So it's not the true back-to-back where you're going two night games in a row. There's a little more downtime here uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. If it's Hellebuck in net, I'll be on Winnipeg. 
because I think minus 130 against St. Louis is cheap, even with Joel Hofer back in net. And I'll give him credit, played well uh, against the Washington Capitals. He is probably their guy long-term uh, in the uh, future. He looks eight years old, but he could be a very good goaltender for the uh, St. Louis Blues for a very long time. Uh, and he played very well against the uh, Washington Capitals. But, you know, we talked about the Capitals' inconsistencies. They don't know what you're going to get one game to the next from them. Uh, I, if it's Hallibuck, I will be on Winnipeg just because I have no issues fading St. Louis in a price range this cheap. Um, and so I, but I'm waiting on that. You know, I'm not taking Winnipeg if it's Big Civ Dave. And by the way, the Jets have been good on back to back five and oh, their last five tries on the second night of back to back games for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So strongly in Winnipeg, I'm just holding off though on the uh, Hellebuck confirmation. If it's him, I'm on Winnipeg. If it's not, um, I'm probably off it. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Jets, Blues. Yeah, you know, Wally Pip had a headache once, and they brought in Lou Gehrig with the New York Yankees, and he pretty much took over that spot for the rest of his career. It's interesting. Jordan Bennington has been giving the St. Louis Blues and people a headache, and he gets out, and now Joel Holfer seems to be the heir apparent. It seems like this guy might actually have a legitimate chance to steal if not take over a backup spot, but certainly I would seem like maybe even get a shot at number one next camp if he can impress and dazzle. And he has already done that so far with the Blues, except great numbers in the AHL, looked sharp in that first start. So be interested to see if he can do it again against a, a top-tier division rival and 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 uh, quality opponent in the Winnipeg Jets. But it's a tough order to ask. I mean, he can do so much. It's just the team in front of him is no good. So I like Winnipeg as well. I'd lay the 130 with, with Hellebuck. Probably would maybe wait and try to grab something in game and see how things are if it's if it's Riddick. Riddick's been you know okay, serviceable, but just his he's found ways to win because his team has played well in front of him. That's the thing he hasn't done great himself. If he can give you just a halfway decent effort and the team in front of him give you some goals, that's not a bad look. But uh, obviously can't back St. Louis in any spot here. It's, it's the Jets or nothing. And like you, I, I'm waiting for Hellebuck to be confirmed. All right, there we go. Jets are nothing for uh, Alex P. Smith here as well uh, in this game. And, yeah, I'm just waiting on the Hellebuck confirmation. As far as props go for uh, this one, uh, there are some props of note. Puchnevich has a point in 11 straight games for St. Louis. But, again, his prop is not great. You'd probably have to throw it into a parlay. Jordan Cairo heating up. Braden Shen. Cairo and Shen for the Blues have points in four straight games. So, if you believe in riding the point streaks, that's the way you go. Jacob Vrana goes without saying the goal prop, the point prop, the shots on goal prop for Jacob Vrana with the St. Louis Blues is always uh, is always something I'm looking at right now. He's definitely made an impact since joining the Blues lineup. And on the Winnipeg side, it's double end. It's Nino Niederreiter. Uh, I thought he was all over the Nashville net yesterday uh, against the uh, Predators. And it's unfortunate he didn't score because he had a bunch of chances. He had four shots on goal. He had no points. It's, that's now two games in a row without a point for Niederreiter after you know being on a tear. He had seven straight games with a point. The last two games, he's had no points. But you look at it. He had four shots against both the uh, Blues, uh, not the Blues, but yeah, the Predators and then the Bruins before that. Um, he had chances. He had shots. He was noticeable. He was making things happen. The puck just wasn't going in for him the last two games. So I'm going back to Nino to score a goal tonight to get a point. And I definitely like his over shots on goal. No question about it. Uh, he's had four shots on goal uh, in the last two games uh, the, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So Nino need a rider props, which have been a staple for me lately. Uh, we're going to go right back to the well with it tonight. All right. Final game of this Sunday card, Vancouver Canucks, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, playing for exercise, Vancouver minus one thirty. Uh, road favorites here on the total six and a half. You know what I'm. You already know what I'm betting in this game. You already know it because we're not going to see Demko tonight. I'd be shocked. You know, on a back to back after the uh, big shootout win last night uh, against the uh, uh, against the LA Kings. You know, if anything, I'd lean Anaheim here as a home underdog. Honestly, I would actually lean to the Ducks a little bit here. I could see Vancouver, the big win last night against one of the better teams in the West, which honestly they only won because Demko was outstanding. They did get outshot, outplayed, outchanced, uh, but Demko was uh, fantabulous in the game. Uh, but now they're on a back-to-back -back here uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks tonight. It's worth noting Canucks actually aren't bad on a back-to-back. -back. Five and five, 500 record, six and two to the over for the uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, on a back-to-back. Uh, and uh, obviously with uh, Demko uh, being the uh, starting goaltender uh, last night for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, we project and we expect it to be Colin Delia uh, here tonight for the uh, Canucks. So 
big drop off, and that's putting it uh, mildly. Uh, going from uh, Dem- especially Demko's form last night to Delia with a 3.51 goals against average and 876 uh, save percentage uh, going into this game tonight. On the Anaheim side, we expect it to be John Gibson, but not confirmed. Uh, obviously, Adam Henrique still out for them. Anthony Stolar still on IR. Uh, they gave Lucas Dostal the start against uh, Columbus on Friday night, but probably back to John Gibson, I'm, I'm assuming, although that hasn't been confirmed uh, just yet. I like over six and a half here uh, with the uh, Canucks and the uh, Ducks. There we go. I thought I changed the graphic. There we go. I like over six and a half here with uh, Vancouver and Anaheim. Uh, obviously, I expect Anaheim to score against the Canucks tonight. Delia, the huge drop-off. Remember, they, they did give up 40 shots last night out of the LA Kings. So it's not like they played a crisp, clean defensive game, even though they held the LA Kings to two goals uh, last night. Goalie kind of bailed them out. And look, an- the one thing about Anaheim, Alex, is they're playing exciting hockey. They're scoring some goals. You look at the Ducks of late, three, four, three, and seven. So this team's put up 17 goals in their last four uh, games combined. I think they find the back of the net here against Vancouver. Three straight Anaheim games have gone over. Uh, last two for the Canucks have gone under, and they've kind of been more, you know, under than over with Rick Tockett uh, behind the bench as of late. But I think this one does set up to be higher scoring, and it is still worth noting two of the last three meetings have gone over between the uh, Canucks and the Ducks. So, yeah, for me, over six and a half, minus 135 uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here of Vancouver, Anaheim? Yep, love over, but I'm not laying 135. I'm waiting for this thing to, to drop down to plus money, and then I'll hit it. So so six and a half, anything at, at even money or better, I'll be on the over. This is one where I'm very interested as well. Uh, put, put a few bucks on it at least. Uh, both teams to score in the first period. I think yeah. definitely you could see that here tonight. Yep, I think that's, that's not that. a bad option at all. Uh, both teams get a goal first 20 minutes of the game. I think that's definitely a decent possibility here. with That's, uh, a, that's probably a good look for, for the Canucks the rest of the way. Any Canucks game down the stretch, that's that's something to consider. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, def- and in this game, uh, certainly, I think it makes a lot of sense to look in that uh, direction. Uh, by the way, when I mentioned Thomas Novak earlier, I, I knew he's been good lately for Nashville. It's actually a five-game point streak for him. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew it was a pretty good streak. So, again, that's been almost automatic, the Thomas Novak uh, point prop for uh, Nashville lately. But as far as props in this game, Terry has a point streak of three games. Same with Zegras. I mean, that's where you got to start and end with uh, Anaheim props right now. Those two guys, uh, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, uh, for them. Kuzmenko, of course, seven of the last ten games, he's gotten a point. Cam Fowler from the blue line as well. Uh, you know, So those are some good player prop uh, betting options, in my opinion, here for uh, Vancouver and Anaheim. Great stuff. That is the Sunday card. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, it's not always easy. We really do appreciate on the Sunday shows in particular, you guys joining us because Sunday's like that family day and time to really, you know, get away from everything. And the fact you're still here, 200 plus strong live on a Sunday Ice Guys show, we really do appreciate it. It's not lost on us. Uh, we thank you for that. Uh, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Shout out to our podcast listeners uh, as well uh, for tuning into this Sunday edition of the show. Uh, and a reminder, Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. Power ratings, goalie charts, totals charts, the daily Ice Guys show betting card, and a whole lot more, uh, all available. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. People always say, man, you guys uh, deliver such great content, such analysis, such info, stats, picks, and with great reasoning behind it all. And we just enjoy uh, the extensive analysis that only you guys offer when it comes to NHL. How do we give you a little thank you? That's the thank you. $10 a month. Be on that Patreon page and enjoy the bonus content that we provide there as well. That's your way of giving us a little thank you uh, for uh, our daily work here on the show. So check it out, patreon.com, sign up, slash Ice Guys, sign up and subscribe, just $10 a month. Yeah, absolutely. We we appreciate everybody, like I said, watching and supporting the podcast. And uh, we'll have stuff up, like I said, throughout the week. We'll be adding some things. I have the goalie chart updated uh, by tonight or tomorrow. So looking forward to doing that. And also check out the Ice Guys store for the next four days. Still 20% off of everything in the store. Someone found the, the secret item, the St. Pat's T-shirt. Uh, I'm sending them uh, a, a gift personally uh, this week. So we also have a giveaway that's coming out pretty soon. We're going to drop details about that sometime this week, maybe tomorrow. So stay tuned to that as well. But definitely check out 20% off everything for the next four days at the Ice Guys store. That's at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Well, for uh, everything except the over six and a half in that Bruin Sabres game, bad start 
uh, one nothing Boston already in the uh, first Ooh. minute uh, over yeah. the uh, Buffalo State. But I did have a, I did a, a put it over six and a half in uh, punch that in as a bet too. So that's uh, a good start for that at least. But still a long way to go. It's only but that's not exactly what you want to see though if you're the uh, Buffalo sure. team that's already in a little confidence crisis right now. Uh, these last uh, few games, but uh, early underway there. We've got a few more afternoon games too. So great Sunday uh, slate. Looking forward to seeing it all unfold. We'll be back to wrap things up with best bets for this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back and ready to wrap it up with best bets here for this uh, Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Alex, uh, uh, we know which game your best bet is coming from, clearly. It's just which one will you target for best yeah. bet from that Columbus-Vegas matchup? Yeah, so I, I mean, I love all three of these plays equally, but I had to pick one of the bunch. And I'm going to pick the one that is obviously widely available uh, and still at a decent price, hasn't shifted too far. We're going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, first period puck line. So you're laying a half a goal at plus 105, but still available at bet online. Uh, I like that as, as much as laying a dollar 10. So normally I don't, you know, lay a price and lay a goal, a half a goal on the puck line. But this is a, a case where they're doing that. So anything at plus money or up to minus a dollar 10, I say uh, all systems go for the Vegas Golden Knights. First period puck line against Columbus this afternoon. My best bet for Sunday. Yeah. And that's really the bet that I like most out of that swatch of uh, bets too. that first period puck line and it's the best value too because you get plus money yeah. uh, on it plus 105 to plus 110 uh, with vegas first period puck line against the uh, columbus blue jackets for a uh, best bet here for alex b smith on this sunday card uh, my best bet um we've had an up you know we've had a ro rocky road this week with this new jersey devils team because i swung and missed with them twice against tampa bay in new jersey this is the night the tables turn New Jersey gets it done. Devils plus 110. Uh, New Jersey plus 110 against Tampa Bay. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Oh, and before we wrap it up, BetCast, Tuesday night. Uh, make sure you join us. Looking forward to it. These have been a lot of fun. Uh, we've got another one on Tuesday night coming up, March 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern, live betting and commentary. Me, Alex, and all of our guests, our viewers and listeners, drinking encouraged. Uh, pub, and, pub and bar atmosphere with all of these betcasts. That's what makes them fun. So make sure if you want to join us on the betcast, you DM me at Bobano on Twitter 
or email bulbano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the BetCast, and we'll make sure we send you the link prior to a Tuesday night. So uh, check that out, Ice Guys Live BetCast coming up on Tuesday night. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday as we start a brand new week on the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 